0: Well, greetings and welcome to our weekly meditation series. I'm Todd, the editor here at Fresh Text. We hope that you have been blessed, even in some small way, by this ongoing series during this time of Lent, and look forward to continuing to be with you weekly, even after the culmination of this Holy Week. Moving forward, this series, in addition to our monthly conversation series, will be available exclusively to our patron saints at patreon.com. Slash fresh texts. However, we will be making our monthly conversation for the month of April available here in the general feed in celebration of the culmination of this Easter season. Today's meditation contains reflections on selections from the Book of Mark and is entitled, Why the Son of Adam. Greetings and welcome to our weekly meditation series as a part of the fresh text bonus content. This week I'll be reading a series of short quotes spoken by Jesus in the book of Mark. So we won't be looking at just one passage, but in fact, surveying the whole book of Mark through this one theme. So it'll be a little different, but we'll still follow a loosely Lectio Divina format. And therefore, in keeping with that practice, I invite you to just take this first moment to be silent, to center yourselves, to take notice of your breathing and the other sounds around you. Make sure to loosen any tension in your body Even if you're walking or driving, you might have tension somewhere. Your head might be bending down or your shoulders hunched over, and those are tension that's unnecessary to the task at hand. Just loosen any tension in the body and take a few silent minutes or moments to relax and ready yourself to receive the Word of God. If you're in a place where you have time and space and would like a little more time for silence, you certainly can simply pause uh, this podcast and set a timer for whatever length you like. And that's true for all the silences to come, but we'll always give a few moments for silence together. So let's enter into the great gift of silence. And Now listen to the Word of God. What I've selected is all of the uses of the phrase son of man or son of Adam. The word in Hebrew, though this is written in Greek, the Aramaic and Hebrew behind it, the word for man is Adam or ha Adam, the man. And so just for uh, a slightly different experience of the term, I'll use the phrase son of Adam, which parallels hopefully well son of David and son of God. So just the uses of the son of Adam in the book of Mark. There's 13, and I'm just going to read each of these quotes a first time, and then we'll have a moment of silence, and then a second time, and after that second time, I'll share some observations. The son of Adam has authority on earth to forgive sins. The son of Adam is Lord, even of the Sabbath. And Jesus began to teach them many things that the son of Adam must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days to rise again. For whoever is ashamed of me And of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And as they were coming down the mountain after the transfiguration, Jesus charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had been risen from the dead. And they went on from there and passed through Galilee. And he did not want anyone to know, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, the son of Adam is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed after three days, he will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to ask him. And they were on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them and they were amazed and those who followed were afraid and taking the 12 again, he began to tell them what was going to happen to him saying, see, we are going up to Jerusalem and the son of Adam will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles." they will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him. And after three days, he will rise. Soon after, Jesus said, For even the son of Adam came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And then later, when speaking of the things to come, he said that they will see the son of Adam coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heaven. And on the night that he was about to be betrayed, he said to them, it is one of the twelve One who is dipping bread into the dish with me, who will hand me over. For the son of Adam goes as it is written of him, but woe to the man by whom the son of Adam is handed over. It would be better for that man if he had not been born at all. In the garden of Gethsemane, he came to them and said, are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. The hour has come. the Son of Adam is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See the one who hands me over is near. Then later that night, the high priest asked him, "Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed?" And Jesus said, "I am, and you will see the Son of Adam seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Take a moment and meditate on these things. And now let's hear these scriptures read a second time and invite you to offer your imagination to God, and invite the Spirit to help you to imagine yourself as one of Jesus' disciples. Perhaps not the inner three, maybe not even among the twelve, but at least there's those 70 or 72 that were with him in Galilee the whole way. Imagine yourself as one among Jesus' students, hearing these words one by one as a picture of the son of Adam begins to emerge. The son of Adam has authority on earth to forgive sins. The son of Adam is Lord even of the Sabbath. The son of Adam must suffer many things and be rejected and killed, and after three days rise again. Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the son of Adam, will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his father with the holy angels. Tell no one what you have seen until the son of Adam rises from the dead. The son of Adam is going to be handed over into the hands of men, and they will kill him. When he is killed, after three days, he will rise. See, we are going up to Jerusalem. The son of Adam will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes. They will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles, and they will mock on him and spit on him and flog him and kill him. And after three days, he will rise for even the son of Adam came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And they will see the son of Adam coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heaven. It is one of the twelve who will betray me. For the Son of Man goes, it is written of him. But woe to the man by whom the Son of Adam is betrayed. It is enough. The hour has come. The Son of Adam is betrayed into the hands of sinners. And Jesus said, I am and you will see the Son of Adam seated at the right hand of power, coming with the clouds of heaven. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Last week, I asked the question, Who is the Son of Adam? And spoiler alert, it's Jesus, (laughs) though it is also in a strange way us. And whether you heard that last meditation or not, I want to invite you to explore this week why was the Son of Adam sent? Not who is the Son of Adam, but why. Is the Son of Adam. And in collecting these up, I noticed three different emphases in these sayings. The first uses of the word Son of Adam speak of him as one who alleviates our suffering, as he lifts the yoke of the burdensome interpretation of the law, as he heals bodies, as he forgives sins, he alleviates the suffering of those he comes into contact with. But then after a while, the uses of the word son of Adam shift to include his own suffering. He came not only to alleviate our suffering, but to participate in our suffering, to share it And to bear it. And the three great passion predictions, as they're referred to, that shape the journey to Jerusalem in the middle part of Mark there that are also appear in the other synoptic gospels. That is what's in the foreground. But a few spattered moments in the middle and then a number of the last few uses of the word son of Adam bring in a third theme. And that's the son of Adam as the one who is still to come, who will come not merely to temporarily alleviate our suffering, but to eradicate it, to pull it out from the root, to restore all things, to make things right, to punish unjust suffering, and to redeem and restore the bodies of those who have suffered permanently, what Jesus in the Gospel of John calls the life of the age to come, or often translated, eternal life. So the son of Adam came to alleviate our suffering, to participate in our suffering, and ultimately to eradicate our suffering. And the question for meditation that I offer for all of us to consider today is which aspect of the Son of Adam's sending do you need to hear today? I believe they're all true. We should go out of our way to remember all three aspects, for a day will come when we might need to hear a different one. But today, today, what do you need to hear? Are you experiencing suffering that you wish to be alleviated? And by faith, you cling to Christ's power to heal, to forgive, to liberate. By faith, turn to Christ, the son of Adam. But perhaps today you are drawn to the son of Adam, Jesus, who suffers with you. Perhaps you've sought alleviation of your suffering through various means. You've had and have faith that Christ could heal, but for now you seem to remain in a place of suffering and knowing that he is with you in that, in fact, speaks more deeply to you. So with love, if that's you today, with love, reach out and touch Jesus as he touches you. Behold Jesus as he suffers with you. Remember his sufferings and know that he knows you in your sufferings. Sometimes when we're in pain, we don't Want someone to fix it. (laughs) We want to know that they understand and that they've been there too. But still, others among us need to hear the word of hope that suffering will not get the last word and that the Son of Adam will come again and make all things right, will make all things new, will punish those who have inflicted unjust suffering. And even suffering that has no injustice behind it will itself be wiped away too. If you need to hear that word, reach out with hope to Jesus, the son of Adam, who is still to come and promises to eradicate suffering, to pull it out from the root. So I invite you with your mind to remember these three aspects that the Son of Adam alleviates, came to alleviate our suffering. He came to participate in our suffering and that he came ultimately to eradicate our suffering. Remember that in your mind, but in your heart, cling by faith, hope, and love to whichever aspect you need to hear today. And I invite you to take a silent moment To meditate on these truths. And now, for our concluding moment of contemplation, allow me to just read uh, three, one for each of these aspects. So that you may know that the son of Adam has authority on earth to forgive sins. Jesus turned to the paralytic and said, Rise, take up your mat and go home. He spoke to his disciples privately and began to teach them that the son of Adam must suffer many things. you will see the son of Adam seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven with all the holy angels to gather his elect from the ends of the earth. Contemplate these things in word, in thought, in image, or even in just sheer silence. After which... I'll conclude with leading us in the Lord's Prayer. Now let us pray as our Lord Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.